Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. We are here again. We are going to be covering the AFC South today. I am accompanied by Brandon Carr, as always. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing great, Noah. Um, I'm excited to get into this division. You know, we got, there's a couple of teams that, you know, have, oh, I mean, I think every team has some questions in this division, but the AFC South, you got the Colts, you got the Texans, the Titans, and the Jaguars. There's a lot of different storylines with this division. Last week, we did the AFC East, and the week before that, we did the AFC West. So if you have not already, please go check out those episodes. Um, you can go on the Daily Goat website, and you can find those. Um, we, did, we talked about you know those divisions in depth, predicted every single team's record, and just kind of previewed them. And this week, we got the AFC South, so I'm very, very excited to get into this. All right, so let's do this. And we are starting off with the Houston Texans. I have some things to say about the Houston Texans. I mean, if you know me, you know that I am a huge Davis Mills supporter. And you know something, man? I was not coming out of the draft. Coming out of the 2021 NFL draft, I actually didn't really think much of him. But it was his play and what he did during the regular season that really impressed me. I mean, he finished with 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I don't really think the stats show the whole story because – so when you take away um, Davis Mills, I mean, what, what more did this team really have? I mean, they had Brandon Cooks, but other than him, they didn't really have uh, any wide receivers. Their tight ends were decimated. Their offensive line was horrible. They had no running game. I mean, you can say, what about Rex Burkhead? But then you take away one game where I think he had something like two touchdowns, 169. Against the Chargers, yeah. Yeah, he had that big game. Dude, if you take that away, he averaged 3.5 yards a carry with that game. You take that away, he was averaging like 2.6, 2.7 yards a carry, and he was the RB1 last year. That's pathetic. So he, they, he had nothing. Um, I think in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence actually had a better situation than Davis Mills coming into the season, especially because – of the, the over, uh, overwhelming shadow of Deshaun Watson, who is still there, still a member of the Texans, was not suspended during last season, but he was not playing, obviously. Um, and, and because of that, I mean, you had a guy drafted, well, the, drafted by their, their first pick in the draft. It was in the third round. Um, and, you know, he, he made something happen out of nothing from what I saw. Their roster was not good at all on the offensive side of the ball, besides Brandon Cooks, who actually had a really solid season last year. If you go into the numbers, that was kind of shocking for me. But I think they didn't really do that much on their offense to improve it. But what they did do is they brought in two running backs, which is, uh, you know, Marlon Mack, who for the first two years of his NFL career with the Colts, he averaged 4.5 yards a carry. So he's not a nobody. You know, last year he was coming back from injury. And obviously they have Jonathan Taylor and also uh, Hines there. So there was no need for him to really get any playing time. But I think he's been really forgotten about. And I think he has something to prove, still young. I think this is only his fourth or fifth NFL season, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, and then they also drafted Damian Pierce uh, pretty early on in the draft. I think he was a third or fourth rounder. And coming out of college, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does. I think he could be a sleeper. So the big question here is, is if their running backs are going to be better than last year, because I think if that's there, they can win some games. I mean, their defense, uh, at least being able to stop the passing, was actually kind of underrated. I mean, they were they were ninth in total interceptions, being able to take the ball away. Um, and they only allowed, I believe it was, uh, I'm looking at the numbers now, they allowed only the 
somewhere in the middle of the pack with uh, the, the, amount of um, the amount of touchdowns they were able to uh, allow for the other team. Um, they allowed 28. That was at 14 overall. So basically, it wasn't the worst pass defense that they had. They did give up a lot of rushing touchdowns. They gave up the second most, which was a, a big casualty for them. But overall, man, I, this is about Davis Mills for me. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year, too. He is probably, for me, the most intriguing quarterback coming into this year. And uh, I think he's going to perform and prove a lot of people wrong. You know, when when they drafted him with their first pick in the 2021 draft, third, third round, I think it was like 66 overall, something like that. A lot of people didn't expect anything of him, and he made something out of nothing. So, you know something? I'm going over here. The over-under for them is 4.5. I'm taking the over, and I have – all right, I have a little bit of an ambitious number here. I'm going to say they're going to get seven wins, seven and ten. Wow. Um, listen, Noah's Davis Mills fandom, it's I, – I, I respect it. I really do. And, you know, the fact that you love him so much, this is, this is great. I love it. Um, but you said that – all right, there's a couple things I want to address that you did say. You said Davis Mills has a, had a worse situation than Trevor Lawrence. I do disagree with that point because if you remember who the Jaguars head coach was last year, it was Urban Meyer, and he literally tried sabotaging that team. Guy didn't even know who Aaron Donald was. He probably didn't even know who some of his his players were. He was out. I, I, I don't. There's so much that I could get into here, but I'll save that for when we do talk about the Jaguars up next. But with the Houston Texans, I have them winning four games, so I do have them hitting the under here. And, look, I don't even think it's as much as about Davis Mills. I think he played very solid last year. And, his, like you said, like, his team wasn't that great. He had Brandon Cooks and, you know, like a promising tight end like Brevin Jordan and Nico Collins at receiver. Like, those guys weren't that bad. I do think, actually, they could end up having some pretty decent seasons this year for them. But – I mean, with this Texans team, like, they're not a great roster. And that's kind of my whole point. Like, outside of – all right, so you got Davis Mills, a quarterback. Your running backs, Marlon Mack and Damian Pierce and Rex Burkhead. I liked the sign of the Marlon Mack. I thought that he would kind of deserved to have another opportunity to be a starting NFL running back, and he's going to get his chance with the Texans. I think their offensive line is not that bad with Laramie Tunsil. You got Kenyon Green, who they drafted in the first round, Titus Howard. It's not a bad right tackle. Justin Brayden and A.J. Kane rounding out the offensive line. And then I think what the weakness, though, for the, the Texans is their defense. Like, they drafted Derek Stinley, who was a guy I was in love with coming into the draft this past season. I actually had him as my cornerback one. I know he had dealt with injuries, but this guy was an absolute stud. His freshman season at LSU was something that, like, he, it was one of the best seasons we've seen from a defensive back in a corner. Let alone guy being a freshman, he was dominating um, the opposition. But this Texans team, I have my questions. Jonathan Grenard's a guy who currently is dealing with some injuries, but he's someone that has kind of been pegged as, like, a breakout candidate. I could see that happening. And then, you know, they really don't have much else to offer outside of that. They signed Jerry Hughes who I don't think was a, you know, he's a little bit of an older guy, but he's someone that could bring some veteran presence and he's still not a bad uh, defensive end. So someone that can kind of, you know, step in and help there, but this Texans team, I just, I don't think they're going to be that great this year. I think there's a lot of questions. They're secondary outside of Derek Stanley, you know, they drafted Jalen Petre who could be someone that can end up being good, but 
like Steven Nelson right now on the depth chart is their opposite corner. They got Terrence Brooks and Eric Murray at safety. So there's things like that where I just kind of question how good this team is. And then if you kind of just kind of look into their schedule, like they have some winnable games, like they got the, the Chicago bears in there. Like they could split, a, split the series with the Jaguars. They could upset the Colts or the Titans, but you know, they got the Washington football team in there or the Washington commanders in there. And then you have the giants and those are winnable games for the Houston Texans, but I'm just a little bit lower on them than you are. I just think that, you know, this team I think is rebuilding. Like they have, the Browns first round pick, they have their own first round pick. And I think this team knows that they're not going to be as good. And I think this is going to be kind of a rebuilding year for the Texans. I do like what they're doing. I think they have promise trading Deshaun Watson and getting all those draft picks. I mean, there was a haul for them. And I think that's going to be great for them if they're able to hit on those picks. So I do have the Texans winning four games. And I just think this is a year where, they have a lot of holes on this team. They did a pretty good job in the draft last season. Now you're going to have multiple first round picks. You're going to use that. If they don't feel like Davis Mills is their guy, there's Bryce Young, there's CJ Stroud. If they end up, you know, finishing in the top three of the NFL draft. So there's a lot of options for this Texans team. And I think that, you know, this is just kind of a rebuilding year. I think they'll end up I just feel like they're just not going to end up being a very good team. So four wins, I'm going to take the under here. And yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> we were talking about this before the show. If the Houston Texans and Davis Mills end up winning seven games, I'm going to make a bet right here, right now. If they do that, I will buy a Davis Mills shirt and I will wear it in public. And I, I might, I might wear it on the podcast too. So that's going to be my bet. I think that, you know, Noah's higher than higher on Davis Mills than I am and the Texans as a whole. But you know what? I'm going to say that they're going to win four games. And I'm going to say, hey, if they can do that, I'll buy the shirt. I'm not buying the jersey. I'm broke. It's too expensive right now. So I'll buy the $40 shirt and I will wear it. And you'll see it on the Rough in the Basket Instagram and the Daily Goat social medias. Hey, that's fair, man. With inflation the way things are right now, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to get a jersey. So it's all good. No, I can't, bro. <laughs> Nah, man, we're, we're broke uh, college students. Well, I'm still in college at least. But anyways, I mean, I think, all right, so here's the thing, right? We can kind of slide into the Jaguars talk a little bit with this because I, I want to bring up Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills in the comparison. So the thing that I saw with Trevor Lawrence compared to Davis Mills is that he degressed during the season. He, he digressed. He kind of like went backwards from what I saw. I mean, just to put it in perspective, he had the same amount of touchdowns from week nine to week 18 as Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew played two games and uh, Trevor Lawrence played like eight games. So I think when you put that in perspective and you see just how he didn't, he didn't perform, you know, like after the week one where Trevor Lawrence had uh, a pretty good game, I mean, he threw for like 350 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. He showed some errors, sure, but I was excited for him. I was like, you know something, this guy is going to be their franchise quarterback. He was able to put up 350, uh, three touchdowns. I mean, this is something, right? But then the rest of the season, it was just a dud for me. I mean, and I understand he had the Urban Meyer situation, but I mean, David Mills had the whole Deshaun Watson situation. And I think, you know, it's, I don't really want to say it's comparable, but they're both distractions, whatever the case may be. And uh, I mean, they did fire the, the head coach for the Texans after the season, even though I thought he did a relatively good job with everything going on. They hired uh, Lovey Smith, which 
I'm not a big fan of that hire. I mean, Lovey Smith has had some uh, questionable years over the last, you know, 10 years or so since he led the Bears to a, um, well, at least a NFC championship back in 2006. But that is long, long, long in the past. And I'm, I would say my biggest question mark with the Texans is, yes, their, their ability to stop the deep, um, stop the rushing, stop the running backs. Uh, and also Lovey Smith and Lovey Smith. I mean, he's going to bring some, some defense, but I also just question how well he's going to do, which that is the one big doubt I have about the Texans, but going back to the comparison with Davis Mills and, and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, what I saw with Davis Mills after he had his four interception game facing the bills week four, I was like, you know, son, this guy is terrible. He's not going to be anything in the NFL. He's going to be forgotten about in a few weeks. And sure enough, the week after, he threw for 312 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions against the Patriots and almost beat them. And that's that from what I see, that's the mentality of, of a guy that is going to have success in the NFL. Whereas with Trevor Lawrence, I didn't see that at all. His improvement was not there throughout the season. I mean, he finished the last eight weeks of the season. He had like four touchdowns, eight interceptions. And I don't believe he even threw for 300 yards once. Um, I mean, Davis Mills, on the other hand, had, uh, I'm counting this off the top, he had nine, nine touchdowns and uh, two interceptions during the last eight weeks of the season. So from what I saw, there was a big improvement. I mean, do you think, all right, two things, all right, I'm going to ask you this one after the other. Do you think that Davis Mills is a franchise quarterback? Because you already know my opinion. And also, do you think that Trevor Lawrence is a franchise quarterback? Oh, man. I mean... I think it's just too early to tell for both of them. I mean, I'm more of a believer in, in Trevor Lawrence than I am Davis Mills. I think I think we'll see that. I think we'll get that question answered. I usually give quarterbacks three seasons. If they can't do it in three seasons, then you're. I think you're probably not going to do it. That's why I made the argument last week about Tua. Like, he's headed into his third season. He has to do it. Um, so I think it's too early to tell. They think they both have an, a chance to, but I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence just because, look, I mean, you burn up the stats and I get it, but if you watch the games too, like Trevor Lawrence, he showed poise. He showed his arm talent that he had at Clemson. Like there were flashes that Trevor Lawrence showed, like his pocket presence was absolutely, if you like watched his pocket presence too this past season, it was great. Like he was showing those things that he was good at at Clemson, but I think the I just think the Jaguars situation was a lot worse. I mean, you have a literally a head coach who is sabotaging the team like that. Like Urban Meyer might go down as like the worst head coach and hire in the history of the NFL. Like it was that bad. I mean, his receivers, you know, were really weren't up to par. The offensive line really wasn't that great. Travis Etienne missed the entire season. Um, James Robinson had dealt with injuries, I think, last season as well. And the Jaguars defense was, was abysmal. Like this team was, was really, really bad. And Trevor Lawrence had to play through that and how to play through the distraction that was urban Meyer. I mean, it was an absolutely toxic culture and, or, and Trevor Lawrence, I think handled it great. Like the professionalism, he showed that and just kind of the adversity, you know, that he had to go through. So it wasn't a great season from Trevor Lawrence. Like I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Like, I mean, the stretch, some of the stretches he had were poor, I think he looks pretty good, though, in the last game against the Colts. Like, he actually, you know, showed some promise in that game. And I think – I just believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a huge year this year. And I know the Jaguars offseason was kind of a little skeptical. They spent a bunch of money. They signed, like, Christian Kirk to a big contract. They brought in Brennan Sheriff. Like, they were trying to help Trevor Lawrence out. 
which I think the Jaguars are going to be a lot better. But I think the biggest thing that the Jaguars did this offseason was hire Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is not a scrub. Like, this guy won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his starting quarterback. And he listen, the ending that he had with the Eagles when, you know, the whole Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz situation wasn't great. But I think him taking the year off, coming back to football, having a fresh new, fresh new perspective on the game, clearing his head. Doug Peterson's a good a good football coach, and he's a guy that's specifically good at developing quarterbacks, and I think that's going to be huge for Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be great, you know, to get Travis Etienne back from injury. They made a bunch of signings. Are they all going to work out? Probably not, but at least they're trying to show an initiative to try and help Trevor Lawrence out, and I think the Jaguars are going to have a better season. So I think comparing those two situations, like – the Deshaun Watson thing, I think, can be a distraction, but I think the Texans, too, really weren't thinking about it as much. I mean, you know, there was something that more so they were probably thinking about in the offseason. Like, it definitely gained them a lot of attention, but I think with Davis Mills, I think I don't think they really weren't thinking about that too much, and I just think they were focusing on winning games and trying to be the best team that they can be, and I'm not even I'm not saying Davis Mills is like bad. Like he showed like that he has something. Like he will be in the NFL, I think, for a long time. But I just think that, you know, my opinion, I think Trevor Lawrence showed more. Even if the stats don't show it, I think Trevor Lawrence, in terms of like his intangibles, pocket presence, arm, all those things, I think Trevor Lawrence showed that even with a terrible situation like the Jacksonville Jaguars were last season that he had some promise. So we'll see how he does in year two. But I think with the Jaguars as a whole too, I have them winning five games. So it's not like the biggest jump, but I think they're going in the right direction. I think with them, like, again, their schedule, they have some winnable games in there, but I still don't think they're a complete team. I could see the Jaguars. I think they're at six and a half right now. I could see them hitting the over and end up winning seven games. Like that's possible. But for me, I feel like there's still more that this team needs to do. Like the Trayvon Walker pick, I think, was a risky pick. I mean, he's someone who has all the athletic tools, but maybe they should have taken Evan Neal or Aiden Hutchinson instead. So we'll see kind of how it all plays out. But I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big bounce back season. I think he'll show people that he was supposed to be that number one overall pick, and he's good at football. I think he'll have maybe anywhere from a top 20 to top 15 season, just like, I know that might be a hot take, but I think he'll be around that range of 15 to 20. And I think people right now kind of have him outside the 25. I think he'll, I think he'll leap. And I think he'll show people that he is that guy. And I still believe in him. So five games for the Jaguars though. All right, fair enough. There, there's a lot I want to say. So first, I think if we're going to throw out like stat lines for Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills, I'd say with Davis Mills, I have him at about like 23 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I think he really has a great year. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, I mean, we definitely have very different opinions. Um, I'll say the bad first and then the good. I think the bad is, that I th- in my opinion, could be wrong here, but I think he's going to have 18 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. I don't think that he shows a lot of improvement this year. But I will give you the benefit of the doubt with one thing, and that's that um, I believe it's 24 or 25 out of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL were first-round draft picks. 
So with that being said, and also Doug Peterson, I don't hate that hire at all. I actually think this was one of the better hires um, in the offseason. And if somebody is going to get production out of Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be Doug Peterson. My problem is I think Urban Meyer was he, – he was definitely a huge issue, but I don't think he was the main issue. I think the main issue here is that um, their, their GM, Trevor Balky, Balk, I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, exactly. That guy, that loser. Um, he's not a good. He's not a good GM. He's terrible. Uh, and you know they say that those who haven't learned from history are bound to repeat it. And I was trying to pull up here the uh, how, the amount of money that they spent this offseason. It was a ridiculous amount on a lot of players that I don't really think deserved it necessarily. Um, but that's besides the point. But there has been six teams in NFL history that have spent a hundred million dollars or more in the offseason and guaranteed money. And uh, the Jaguars are now the seventh team to do that. And the problem here is, is the last six that have done that have not made the playoffs. Uh, so I think we're going to see that pattern continue this year. Um, but I do like Doug Peterson. And I do think that James Robinson last season was treated very unfairly by Urban Meyer. I mean, when you see what he did last year, he, he was uh, a glimmer of, of light in a very dark tunnel. I mean, this guy had a very good season. Um, I mean, he had 4.7 yards of carry. He had eight touchdowns. There were a few games where he missed or he was injured or banged up. So he only had like four or five carries. But when, when you're, when you're a head coach coming into the NFL and you have a guy that is clearly the number one running back in James Robinson had a great rookie season in 2020 comes into the 2021 season. And he has five carries, five carries his first game. I mean, that's an issue. So like, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence definitely has more direction this season and a, a head coach that could get production out of him. I'm still iffy, though, with everything they did in the offseason, and I don't like the defense still. Um, I really don't like that they skipped Aiden Hutchinson and they let the Detroit Lions – well, I, I, I love that, actually. You better love that, bro. I love that. I'm in love with that. But, you know, for them, it's going to suck, uh, and I think that's going to be something that comes back to bite them for years in the future. Could be wrong. I mean, maybe that guy that they drafted first overall, maybe he's going to have, um, you know, a lot more potential than – He's got a high ceiling. Like, he, he can be well, real good. Like, he has – the, the athletic tools and physical tools for it so we'll see and i mean i don't hate every guy that they signed in the offseason like christian kirk i think that contract was awful but i wouldn't be shocked if he has a good first season at least um i mean evan ingram they only signed him to a one year uh and eight million guaranteed uh nine million overall and i think he's gonna have uh, a decent year i mean you're talking before the podcast and you said that he's been having some drops in in training camps which uh, is he had, a, he had one bad drop i think it might have been like yesterday where like warren's like hit him like he was like running i think maybe like a crossing route and he dropped it but i mean like i don't overrate i don't look into drops that much because jamar chase had a drop issue last year and you know in training camp but look what he did so i don't think it drops so like the end all be all but I mean, with having Ingram's history, like it's not a, definitely a, not really a great sign for him. So, yeah, that, that's fair. But I think I said my piece with the Jags. I'm not a fan. I also could be a little bit bitter because last year uh, I had a crazy prediction. I thought they were going to have more wins than the Colts. And obviously that did not turn out very well. Yeah. So um, maybe this year I'm kind of like bitter about that. But, you know, something you, you made a, uh, a deal earlier in the podcast. So I'm going to make one okay. right now. If Trevor Lawrence, I'll do an in, in or. So if Trevor Lawrence has uh, over over 20, we'll go 20 touchdowns because I'm very confident he's not even going to hit 20 touchdowns. Okay. If okay. he has over 20 touchdowns or the Jaguars win more than six games, if they hit the, the over, they hit 
seven, uh, seven wins. Or if uh, Trevor Lawrence has 20 touchdowns or more, I will buy a Trevor Lawrence shirt. Not the <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I love it. So that's two, two bets that we have. So if, if the Texans end up winning seven games, I'm going to get a Davis Mill shirt. And if Trevor Lawrence throws 20 touchdowns or the Jaguars hit seven wins, I was buying a Trevor Lawrence shirt. Hey, get ready to uh, have days where we match for the podcast, man. Cause I'm going to be wearing my uh, Davis Miller shirt. You can wear yours too. So Love it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. So yeah, Titans are next up and they actually have the same over under as the Colt Bulldog Titans uh, 9.5 over under. And I'll, I'll say straight away. I think this is an easy over for me. Um, I mean, the Titans, look, they didn't do that much in the offseason, uh, from what I saw, at least, except they traded away their number one wide receiver, A.J. Brown, and then replaced him with a rookie in Traylon Burks, who, uh, you know, something I'm not I'm not all that familiar on Traylon Burks. I'm not going to lie. I mean, from what I've seen out of him, I think it's going to be a good fit. Uh, they still have Derrick Henry, although, look, the one thing about Derrick Henry is I do have concerns about his injury last year, you know, because he's getting up there in the RB age. I believe he's – I don't know how many years he had, man. I think he's like 28, 29, 30, something like that. Yeah, 28 or 29. I think he's around there. That's on Yeah, there. he's and, – and, look, he showed no signs of slowing down last year, but I am a little bit worried about that that injury that he sustained. But uh, what, what do you think about Burks, and what do you think about this team overall? Yeah, sure. I'll get into Traylon Burks first. Um, Traylon Burks was my number one receiver in the past draft, so I'm high on him. And look, there's been some offseason chatter with him regarding his asthma and I think his weight. Um, look, the asthma thing, like, it's not like that he's not dealt with this before. Like, he's, I mean, the guy was probably dealing with it while he was at Arkansas. Like, that, like this is something that he's had to deal with his whole playing career. So I don't think that's big of an issue. I know the weight was a problem, but I think he did shed. It might have been like six or seven pounds, so he's a little bit lighter now. But, I mean, Traylon Burks is kind of almost like A.J. Brown. Like, they are, they're a very, like, similar type of player where Burks is really good after the catch. A.J. Brown is, you know, muscular and, and has, like, good body weight. Same thing with Traylon Burks, muscular, good body weight. Two guys that are very fast, great after the catch. Um guys that can high point the ball like Traylon Burks is a similar player to AJ Brown and I think what when the Titans did that trade you know they did wool ball AJ Brown I think they offered him like 17 16 million a year or something when the receiver market right now is around 30 million a year so um look I think with that they kind of saw it as Traylon Burks is a similar player to AJ Brown we can get a younger version of him and get him for cheaper why not make this trade so I think that's kind of how they saw it. We'll see how it ends up playing out. But I think me and you have been both very critical of Ryan Tannehill. I remember in the playoff loss against the Bengals, we were pretty critical of Ryan Tannehill. He threw those three interceptions and he was really just, you know, he really struggled in that game. So I think with Ryan Tannehill, like he's not the worst quarterback. Like I think Ryan Tannehill is in that top 20 range. Like I think he's like in the average range of quarterbacks. And I don't think, He's not like the worst guy. So I feel like him being the quarterback isn't a bad thing. I think he'll play the entire season. I don't think we'll see Malik Willis. Um, Malik Willis does need some time. That was kind of the big thing on him. And I think Ryan Tannehill will probably end up being the starter. And then with Derrick Henry, that's the biggest thing. They're going to get Derrick Henry back. And 
look, I, I have the same concerns too, Noah. Like he missed the entire season last year. He was on pace to probably hitting 2,000 rushing yards. Or if you remember, he was like, he had like 900 rushing yards. And it might have been like, I, I think he might have gotten injured in like week five or week six or something. And he was already almost at 1,000 yards. And like he's, I mean, Derrick Henry was on that much of a tear. And I think he'll come back. Will he be the same player? That's a big question. But this is the first time Derrick Henry has really suffered a major injury in his NFL career. So I am optimistic that he'll end up coming back. I think he's healthy now. He's definitely in training camp practice. And so that's a big thing, big piece of news there. That's great for the Titans to get Derrick Henry back. I think he was also close to coming back anyways, if I'm not mistaken, or if he did. I think he did come back in that playoff game, um, but they had Donta Foreman come in. So Derrick Henry was even, you know, he was healthy when he came back last season. So I think he'll be fine. And they made some, you know, some relatively decent moves. I think some underrated moves that they made, they brought in Austin Hooper, a tight end. I think, you know, with him with Cleveland, like didn't end up working out, but that's another weapon that you'll have, you know, you lose Robert Woods, but I think Traylon Burks is going to be someone that should have a big rookie season. Like we were talking about, and, you know, you got Nick Westbrook and Kine, who he was flashing a little bit last season, Robert Woods, like you said, they, like I said, they traded for him. Um, so he'll end up having a pretty big season, I think. And Robert Woods is someone that Mike Vrabel has been really talking up in training camp. So I think he should be good. The offensive line is still solid and, their defense was among one of the better defenses in the NFL last season. Like Jeffrey Simmons was a guy that was an all pro last season, a guy that I was really, really loving to watch last season. He was just tearing it up for the Titans. And last season, like I believe there were six in points allowed. There were 12th in total yards allowed um, in terms of like, you know, their passing defense, like they were 10th in interceptions. So they were causing turnovers and they were the one of the better rush defense teams. They were the second team um, in terms of the second least amount of rushing yards allowed. So they're a very good unit. They really didn't lose many guys. And I think they'll be kind of right back in that mix. I don't think they'll go on as much of a tear as they did last year. I believe that this team won, if you correct me if I'm wrong, I think they won 11 games or 12 games. They won 12 games. So I think this year they'll come back down a little bit. I think the A.J. Brown loss will hurt them a little bit, but I do think Traylon Burke should have a good rookie season. I'm going to say this team goes nine and eight, and I think that's pretty conservative. I could see them, you know, hitting the over and winning 10 games, but I do like the Colts more, and we'll talk about that soon. But nine and eight for me for the Titans. So I can't say that I – I mean, that there's even one – chance that they finish with the younger I just I can't see that you know I mean Ryan Tannehill look like last season I mean the grand majority of the season like I think after 14 15 weeks he had like 14 touchdowns 13 interceptions like he was not good I mean they won a lot of those games without Derrick Henry due to their defense like they were one of four teams in the NFL last season that allowed 3.9 yards per carry or less to running backs, which is very impressive because the year before that, their defense was awful, one of the worst in the NFL. Um, and also they were able to shut down guys. Uh, they were able to shut down a lot of wide receivers. And I think that's something, again, that they really struggled with the year before. Um, so they definitely took a big leap forward. Mike Vrabel has shown that he is a very uh, capable head coach for sure. Um, I mean, I think – also, another piece that they add is Robert Woods. He could be an underrated guy coming into the season. I mean, he averaged like five uh, or five or six 
receptions last season and also I believe like 60, 50 yards a game per, uh, yeah. per game for the, yeah, for the Rams last season. I was going to say real quick too, um, Barbara Woods is coming off an ACL injury. So that's something to kind of monitor. So hopefully he can come back healthy. Continue. I just want to throw that in there. No, for sure. I think that's definitely important to notice. Like they do have a few, a few uh, injury issues for sure. Um, you know, something was funny. I gave you a number that they're, uh, you know, that I'm expecting them to win. And I don't remember what it was exactly. If I had to go off the top, I'd probably say 11. I You're right. Correct. All right. Sweet. Yeah. I think 11 is definitely a good number just because <laughs> Derrick Henry could definitely, again, I mean, if he's, if he's back to normal, like they're, they're going to win 11 games. He's going to be that guy that just runs over defenses. Um, and I think Ryan Tannehill can do just enough to win games. I mean, we saw that several times last year. And if this defense maintains what they did last year, I mean, I don't see any reason why they can't get to 11. It's just in the playoffs, the playoffs are another breed. I don't know if I could see them going that far in the playoffs because Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill at the end of the day. Derrick Henry, I mean, the injury issues could be there. I mean, when, when you give a guy, you know, 30 carries like several times a season, I mean, eventually his body's going to wear down. It's just a matter of when, but um, I'm, I'm interested to see what this team does this year. I think they're going to win the division ultimately, but you know, there definitely is some concerns like we brought up. Yeah, there is. And I think, I think the biggest thing is Derek Henry coming back and like Dante Foreman, I think he filled in very well, but Derek Henry, when you see him, at especially towards like the end of the regular season turn it up a notch like he'll have he'll rattle off those 200 yard games and like he'll be the reason why the titans make the playoffs like i could see that biggest thing is health and i think that's the, the biggest thing is just him staying healthy and you, you have the defense you have the running game ryan Tannehill, i think is can probably manage the game pretty well so i really think this titans team could do pretty good Maybe they hit the over. I just have them winning nine games, but I wouldn't be surprised if they won the division. But this other team that we're about to get into now is some team that I think is probably pretty underrated at this point. All right, so let's get into it, the Colts. And, you know, you said, like, you got them really underrated. So I'm ready to hear what you got to say about it because I probably have a little bit different of an opinion. The Indianapolis Colts. I don't even know if I would consider them underrated right now because – I think everyone's kind of like seeing like this team is going to be a very, a really, really good football team. Like last season, they were this close to making the playoffs and they had Carson Wentz who pretty much lost him that game against the Jaguars. They squandered a playoff chance. Now they have a quarterback in Matt Ryan, who I don't think is that bad anymore. I, I, I don't, I don't even think Matt Ryan is that bad. You know, as many people are kind of saying, I think he's, I think he's in the borderline. I think he's a top 15 guy. I think he's someone who's not going to lose you the game. And I think that's the biggest thing is Matt Ryan is not going to be someone who is going to throw a dumb interception. He's going to be someone who is going to manage the game very well. He's going to he's going to be that guy that will not lose you the game. And I think that's a big thing. I think the Colts were getting, kind of getting sick of that last year with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Now you get Matt Ryan who's not going to you know lose you the game. And this team last year, their defense was very good. I think their defense again this year will be really good. They actually brought in Stephon Gilmore, who I don't even think is that bad of a corner. So I think he's a very good corner. So Stephon Gilmore, if he's healthy, he's going to be someone that mans that cornerback one role. But 
again, I just think the biggest thing with this team is Brennan and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is not losing them the game. And this team, I just think, is really good. So I have them winning 11 games and winning this division. I really think this team is good. You have Jonathan Taylor. You have a very solid offensive line. You can run the ball with Taylor. You have a number one receiver, I think, in Michael Pittman, who's really proven himself. Last year he had 1,000 yards, and he's you know getting better. I should, I should say that his name is now Shaquille Leonard. I don't know if you saw this. Darius Leonard, he wants to be called Shaquille. So I'm going to call him what he wants to be called, Shaquille Leonard. He's one of the best linebackers in football. Like I said, Stephon Gilmore. Um, you have DeForest Buckner. Quiddy Pay could have a breakout season. Um, this team is, is really, really good. And I think, again, I keep saying this, but Matt Ryan is not losing you the game. Carson Wentz was losing you games because Carson Wentz finally showed you what he really is. And he's a guy that just does – he has the talent, but he just does stupid things. Matt Ryan isn't going to do that. Matt Ryan is not that guy. Matt Ryan's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. And I think that's going to prove to be a big thing. Matt Ryan, say what you want about him. Like, I don't think he's ever been a bad quarterback. He's a guy that, you know, he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl one year and he's been someone who's been a consistent, solid starting quarterback in the NFL, puts up a lot of yards. He's someone who's, you know, been a winner. Like I think he's someone that can be, really great for this Colts team with that running game with Jonathan Taylor who was the best running back in the NFL last year and Michael Pittman. And then you got a defense that can do it. And I think a defense that made additions like Stephon Gilmore, Yannick Ngakwe, they traded him from the uh, Raiders. So I just think this is a team that's going to be really good and I'm excited to watch them this year. So one thing that I agree with that you said is that if, uh, you know, Darius Leonard wants to be called Shaquille Leonard, probably should do it. The guy's like 6'3", 270 pounds. He's a tank, so he should probably do what he if wants. He wants to I don't agree with that. Yeah. I, if he wants to be called Shaquille, and listen, I'm not going to call him Darius. If he wants to be called Shaquille, I'll give the man his respect. Shaquille Leonard. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that part. But the problem, I just, I don't, I really don't like Matt Ryan. This oh, year. I really okay. Don't. All right, let me hear it. Go ahead. All right, I'll tell you why. So, for one, he had more uh, interceptions than Carson Wentz last season. He, he had less touchdowns. He had seven less, to be exact. And, uh, you know, during the last nine games of the season, I feel like I'm bringing up the last nine game metric quite a bit, but we'll, we'll yeah. see if that comes back to bite me this year. But he uh, he had five touchdowns, six interceptions, and he only threw for over 250 yards once. He threw for 296, 297 yards, to be exact. Didn't even hit 300 yards. Uh, and I understand the the uh, commotion is that, you know, obviously he didn't have Calvin Ridley um, and he, his best wide receiver was Russell Gage. But at the same time, Kyle Pitts was there. And Kyle Pitts is uh, a guy who I think we both value a lot as a tight end and emerging tight end in the NFL. And I don't think Matt Ryan really had an excuse, to be honest. I mean, and he even had Cordell Patterson, right? his best season ever. And I don't know if he's going to be able to repeat that this year, but that's the topic for another time. Um, but look, now he's going into an offense where he does have Michael Pittman. I do like Michael Pittman. He has uh, one of the best running backs in the game, debatably the best right now, Jonathan Taylor. If you go by the stats of last season, I mean, the guy had like 550 more yards than anybody else in the NFL last year. Killed it. Um, so I think there's definitely a debate there that they could get to 10 wins, 11, 11 wins. And, and I don't think it's necessarily going to be by Matt Ryan uh, winning, you know, like, or, or I shouldn't say throwing for, you know, 30 touchdowns and 15 interceptions or something like that. I don't think he's going to have great numbers. I don't think they're going to be improved from last year at all. 
I mean, the thing about Matt Ryan is, look, you have guys like Tom Brady, you have guys like Aaron Rodgers who can play, you know, into their 40s or later on in their career. But I think we started to see Matt Ryan decline last year. And I don't think he's an upgrade necessarily over Carson Wentz, even though I really don't like Carson Wentz. But I will say, I think this team can win despite of that. Their defense isn't bad, as you mentioned. They were able to add a few pieces this offseason. And uh, additionally, I mean, they have Alec Pierce, um, who was drafted, I believe, second and third round, who I really like coming into this year's NFL season. And uh, wide receiver, I think he's going to be able to put up some numbers. They have, you know, Michael Pittman, like I said, who was one of the best um, wide receivers last year. I mean, for fantasy, he was really consistent. Every week he put up at least 10 points. I mean, he was a guy that could put 10 to 25 every week. Um, so with that being said, look, their their offensive line isn't that bad either. That's actually really good. Um, so I think Matt Ryan definitely has that benefit. But I, I really just don't think that he's going to be able to win games necessarily. And because of that, I think they're going to be right at nine wins again. And uh, last season, I mean, there was another really interesting stat that I read where um, I think it was when Jonathan Taylor, when he didn't have a hundred yards or no, when he didn't have a touchdown, it was one or the other. I can't remember what it was, but they were 0 and 8. And when he did, they were 9 and 0. So Really interesting to see it put like that. I mean, this is Jonathan Taylor's team. And, uh, you know, if Matt Ryan does have a good season, they will most likely win this division. But, um, I mean, if he doesn't, then I think they're going to end up with nine wins. Okay, so you have him at nine wins. I mean, it's fair, but I think if you, like, compare Matt Ryan's situation to Carson Wentz's situation, which situation is better from last year? I mean, honestly, I don't think they're that much different. Oh, I, I think um, the Colts. I think the Colts situation was a lot better than the Falcons. I mean, look, like you said, no Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts is great. I love Kyle Pitts, um, but outside of that, it's outside of Russell Gage. Like their offensive line wasn't that great. Cordero Patterson, yeah, he had a great season, but like he wasn't really giving them a lot of rushing production. And the Falcons' defense was really bad too, except for like AJ Terrell, who had an All-Pro type of season at corner. Like, it wasn't a great season. Matt Ryan led them to seven wins. Like, that's <laughs> that's not that bad. So I think that, yeah, maybe last season wasn't great for Matt Ryan. Like, 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions in the worst. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to throw, like, 30 touchdowns. I think he'll probably have somewhere in the ballpark of, like, 23 to 25. But the thing is, is he's not going to choke in those games. Like, he's not going to be turned into Carson Wentz. Who, like, listen, like Carson Wentz has the talent, but he – he choked games last year, especially at the end of the season. The Jaguars game, like, Carson Wentz was the reason why they lost. Like, I just think that, you know, Matt Ryan isn't going to do that. And I think that's just enough. And that's what this Colts team needs in order to win this division. I really do think this is going to be the year that they do that. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing about the Colts is I feel like they always figure it out despite their quarterback or even if their quarterback isn't that great or if he's older. That's kind of washed up. Like, I mean, they've had, uh, I mean, Andrew Luck during his injuries, um, even though he was a great quarterback, retired very young. I mean, I, I really hope he comes back, but I don't think that's happening. Um, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, they were able to win some games with him. Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers. So, I mean, they've been able to do this consistently with a bunch of different quarterbacks. And I feel like they have a good front office, which, again, separates them from the Jacksonville Jaguars big time. Just the fact that you know, if you have a good front office and you're able to really lead the charge from the top, I feel like there's really an impact on the football field. So because of that, I mean, I can't say that I see them winning less than nine games. And also they have Jonathan Taylor. Once again, you know, have to really emphasize that. So I can't see winning less than nine games, but I just, I don't know if I can see them hitting the over. So I got them at nine. 
that's fair. I mean, like, I think it'll the, the, this division will ultimately come down to the Titans and the Colts. Like, those games are going to be vital when those two teams meet two times next year. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Texans and the and the Jaguars are going to kind of be the the bottom feeders of the division. Then you've got two teams in the Colts and the Titans who are going to be fighting for the play for the division crown, and both of them could absolutely make the playoffs. So, very interested to see how it all plays out. For sure, man. Hey, good episode. It was fun going over the AFC South. We got one more division next week. The AFC. I always get them confused. The East, West, North, South. It's the AFC North, right? Yep, AFC North. I really hope that the Sean Watson suspension gets like figured out because that's gonna really sway like the Cleveland Browns like outcome. But we'll still do it. AFC North. We got the Ravens. We got the Browns. We got the Steelers, and we got the Bengals. So going to be a very competitive division and like I said hopefully the Sean Watson situation gets figured out so we can like give like a proper prediction on the Browns but we'll see what ends up happening but anyways that is it for this week's episode of Rough in the Basket the AFC South edition of Rough Rough in the Basket again make sure if you haven't already to go check out the AFC East episode last week in the week before that the AFC West episode see where me and Noah have these teams ranked in their respective divisions um seems like so this week or from the from this episode i have the colts going 11 6 the titans going 9 and 8 jaguars 5 and 12 texans 4 and 13 noah you want to real quick say your record uh yeah so i got houston texans at four four wins no no sorry i got the jags at four wins yep Houston Texans at seven. Uh, dude, I have to think about this off the top. I got the Colts at nine, and I got the Titans at 11. Perfect. Got it. Look at that. Right off the dome. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Rough in the Basket. Make sure to check out our AFC North episode next week. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket. Follow us on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. Follow me on Twitter at BCar underscore 13. And Noah on the Instagram at MBurnt37. Noah. What do you got for the people this week? I mean, follow the Instagram, man. We, we put out yeah. almost every day. There's so much to see there. So definitely check it out. And we'll follow you back if you're not like a, a weirdo. So, you know. Yeah. Don't be a weirdo because, listen, weirdos can't view what this content that we're putting out here. These, these reels that we have going on on the Instagram. Noah's killing it with those. Please go check them out and follow the Instagram. But thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.